close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Hi, welcome. So glad to have you here today. Today's topic is validating intuition. I want to say hello to my listeners in Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Glad to have you here. Uh, let's jump right into this. I've got a lot of information. Like many people, like myself included, you probably had unexplained hunches from time to time, an experience of an inner inkling about someone or something that proved helpful for you. But how can you tell if that inner knowing is your intuition and is it accurate? Fortunately, there are some simple ways to test your intuition and see if it's worth trusting because that's the goal. The ultimate goal is to become your own psychic, to have your intuition be so good that you no longer need to rely on a psychic except in extreme situations where you cannot get information or trust your information. So I want to start with some basics because I don't like to presume that everyone listening knows what certain terms mean. This is basic. What is intuition? It's the ability to understand something without consciously thinking about it. It's a knowing that comes from within rather than from external sources like books or other people. And intuitive understanding occurs outside of your mental and emotional processes. It tends to appear out of nowhere. So it's not like you're trying to obtain this information. It just comes to you. For example, you might receive intuitive knowledge about whether a particular person is trustworthy or an unexpected understanding that you should call someone to check on them. These are both examples of intuition at work. So how do you test your intuition? Let's talk about this. Here's some simple steps. First, ask yourself a question. What would you like an answer to? So think about what do you really want an answer to? For example, you might ask if a particular person is trustworthy. I just had this come up in a session just before I recorded this episode where I suggested that this person, if they had people that they're questioning whether they're friends they can trust, ask for this information intuitively. You can also ask it from your angels. Next, see what answer comes into your mind immediately. Try not to filter. Don't edit. Don't second guess. Just what answer comes into your mind. So the best way to get that answer is set aside some introspective time, quiet, and just see what kind of answer comes forward. It could come in the form of a word, a phrase, an image, or even a feeling. 
It might make sense or it could feel completely random, but just go with whatever comes into your mind. That's part of learning to trust your intuition and not your logic. It's crucial that you do not overthink this part of the process because once you start reasoning to get your answer, you're deriving conclusions from your mind, not your intuition. I have a real problem with this. I'm a very logical person. So especially in the early days of training for intuition, I had to really fight that. Next, ask yourself if that answer seems correct. And once you've got your answer, it's time to start evaluating its accuracy. Ask yourself if the answer feels right to you. Does it make sense in the context of what you already know about the situation? Whether or not that intuitive guidance makes sense, it's wise to test it to see if it holds value over time. So try it out and see what happens. This is the most critical step and the most easily overlooked one. The best way to test your intuition is try it out and see what happens. If you're unsure whether to trust a particular intuitive piece of information, put it to the test safely and in a controlled way. Safe means taking action based on an intuitive insight and tracking the outcomes that are not harmful to you or others. To help track your intuition's accuracy, consider writing down the details of your initial intuitive bit. You already know that I am very much into keeping journals. Yes, I have an angel journal. I don't just write about angels in my journal, and you don't have to either. I put everything that's involving spirituality. Uh, paranormal, supernatural, celestial into the same journal. So you can write down the day, the time, what you asked and what you got. And that way, over time, as things unfold, you're going to be able to see whether that insight was accurate or not. So when you see this person or or maybe it's a, a situation revealed to you, you can go in and go back and read what you got and add what you saw later, the date, the time, and how things unfolded. Over time, you will see the validity of your intuitive guidance. The hardest thing is when you get things you don't want to get. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a psychic and an an empath, I get so many things I don't want to get. I don't want to know. I just do. So I still write most of them down. Uh, I get them, you get them for a reason. It'll be true for you as well. Know that practice makes perfect, just like anything else. This is a skill you are developing. You would not become a master painter unless you are a born genius. And there are some out there, but for the most part, you're going to have to practice and practice and intentionally put effort into it. Same with your intuitive ability. Don't be afraid to experiment with it and see what kind of results you get. Try different questions, different situations. Hearing intuition requires experiential learning. So the more you experience it, the more you'll hear, the more you'll catch those psychic insights. The more you do it, the more adept you become at it as well. Um, I did free psychic readings for friends and their friends for years. It was casual and I never thought of doing it professionally. I actually thought... I did not want to do it professionally. Decades later, when my angels made it clear that I needed to do mediumship and that I was supposed to open my spiritual practice, uh, that was toward the end of my year-long private lessons with my mentor. And she told me to do five practice readings. And it sounds reasonable, right? Well, 
I did over 40 practice readings because that's how many it took for me to feel comfortable enough in the information I was receiving and secure enough in charging people for it. So it takes what it takes for you to feel that trust. When you trust your intuition, you'll know it. You'll stop questioning what you get. So here's some specific ways you can test your intuition. You don't need to do all of them, but maybe the ones that strike you right now that seem like a good one. You can always come back and and watch this video again and see if, um, or listen to this episode again and see if maybe a different one appeals to you. The first one is where you practice tuning in. Your intuition is always available to you and it's sending you information, pretty constant. Think of your intuition like the signal on an old transistor radio. Your breath and presence help the signal come in stronger. So you set a clear intention of a situation you'd like to tune into. You could ask something like, what do I need to know about this meeting I have coming up? And take a moment to center yourself. Just ground yourself, clear your mind, take a few deep cleansing breaths, and imagine tuning into the frequency of love from inside you. Be curious and aware of any symbols, feelings, words, or phrases that come to you. Write down your impressions so you can keep track of your progress. This is a lot of what I do when I'm doing psychic readings for people. They ask a question and then I'm centering myself and I'm tuning in and focusing on that question and doing exactly what I'm describing to you here. Number two, practice with oracle cards. I'm going to show you mine. Those of you who are watching on YouTube and those of you who aren't are welcome to go see this on YouTube. Um, these are mine. It's called Angels of Atlantis. These are the ones I use almost all the time. As said it before, I have no idea why they call it that because they're really Archangel Oracle cards. It's just a name. Uh, I like Oracle cards because there's not a lot of words at the bottom. There's one to three words. You want minimal words. There's even a thing called soul cards that have no words. That's how I was trained to begin building my intuition with no picture, really. It was just very esoteric, abstract picture, and no words on it. If you don't have oracle cards, you can use ordinary playing cards. Give your cards a good shuffle without looking at them and lay your cards out on a table or another clean surface. Move the cards around to ensure they're completely mixed up and you won't recognize them. They should be have laying down with the backs up. The, the cards should all look the same. Take a few breaths, close your eyes, just center yourself. I would, I would even close your eyes, keep them closed and move your hands over those cards. Place your hand on a card and set the intention to tune into the card your hand is touching. Don't try to guess which card it is. Just let your intuition show you. Let it show you a picture or something about that card, a word. How does it feel? What colors or symbols are present in your mind? If this card could speak to you, what would it say? So try this with several cards and write down your impressions. And you can repeat this exercise to track your progress. And of course, after you do the first card, you're going to turn it face up and write down what it was so that you can go back later and see how accurate or if you were off on your impressions and you can think about what you might have received as a psychic hit that threw you off. Maybe you didn't take it literal enough or you took it too literal. 
A third method is dream work. When you are sleeping, the barriers of your consciousness drop. In this state, you are deeply connected to your subconscious and your intuitive mind. You might receive messages through your dreams and symbols, colors, or situations that play out. Decoding dreams isn't always straightforward, and it helps to keep a journal or record of the impressions you receive. Look deeper into the meaning and symbolism and ask yourself, what is the overall message here? How a dream feels is more important than what it tells you. You can set intentions before you fall asleep or write your into- ask your intuition to help present information clearly to you. I do this a lot. As soon as you wake up, write down any impressions before you lose them. Setting an alarm to help wake yourself and begin journaling right away can be effective in capturing these messages. I keep a little notebook, a little flashlight, and a pen right by the side of my bed for this reason because I have a lot of psychic dreams. Notice how what you write connects to your waking life. If you receive consistent messages that are helpful to you, that's a sign that your intuition is improving. Number four, practice remote viewing. This is the practice of seeking information about distant or unseen places or subjects and sensing information through your mind. Have you ever imagined traveling to another place and felt like you were there? The science of remote viewing has been studied for decades by scientists and the CIA. There's a movie out about it, Men Who Something with Goats. I don't know, George Clooney was in it. It's a good movie. Research shows that with practice, anyone can strengthen the skills it takes to tune into people, places, and objects, and that this modality transcends time and space. This is the method I use when I'm helping to find missing people. It's highly effective, but it does require practice. And I will tell you, once you start this this process and you're really tuning into, let's say, a missing person, you're going to receive information when you're awake, when you're asleep. I get so much information when I'm driving because it's like um, something I'm almost doing on road. I'm paying attention. I'm a really good driver, I swear. But I do get a lot of information. And when I'm the last time I was doing a missing persons case, uh, I started hearing them talk, the person talking to me as I was driving from Sedona towards Mingus Mountain. And I could hear them saying, you must hurry. I don't have long left. Uh, and I just felt like this panic kick in, like uh, my friend and I who were doing that together and a few other people who are our students were helping And uh, we poured more energy into it, trying to get this person found in time. To practice remote viewing, you'll, you'll need a partner to set up a target for you. And this could be a photograph or a location that you place in a sealed envelope. So you just write what it is, put it in a sealed envelope. As a remote viewer, you should not know what's in the envelope before you practice this. Once you have your target location, try these steps to practice tuning in. You want to record your impressions to write them down so that you can track your progress. You bring yourself into a meditative, relaxed state. Write down anything you want to let go of or distracting thoughts. Call the first target to mind. 
Just think, I want to see the first target now. I'm allowing myself to only focus on the first target. Write down basic impressions. Do you sense something natural or artificial? Are you outdoors or indoors? Is it cool? Is it warm? Do you feel breeze? Are, is it, are you on land or water? Notice the sky or ceiling. Do you smell anything? There's all kinds of things that come through, and it can come through as really rapid, quick succession of impressions. Try not to second-guess yourself. Just write everything you get. Notice any sensations or emotions that you have. So again, what smells, tastes, and temperatures do you notice? What sizes, shapes, or patterns are you seeing? Sketch freely on your paper anything that feels relevant or that you're just moved to sketch. This might be a small detail or a vague structure or shape. So don't judge it. Don't question it. Just sketch it. It's not about being the best artist. Take a bird's eye view. What I'll often do is once I'm tuned in on the subject, I will ask myself consciously, let's see this from way far back. And I'll feel myself like pulling back out till I get a broader view and then I can get a better picture of where this is. Write down all your impressions with a pen or paper or in your favorite journal. You can practice this exercise as many times as you'd like. It's a great practice to do with a partner. And if you know someone who's also trying to develop their own intuition to a higher level, you'll be able to help one another with remote viewing. Next is practicing psychometry. This word derives from the Greek word psych, meaning soul, and metro, meaning to measure, and it refers to the psychic ability to read or sense energy from an object. Objects and photographs hold energy and information that can easily be accessed through intuition, like a story wanting to be told. Ask a friend to have you hold an object of theirs, an heirloom, or something that belonged to someone they know will work best. It really needs to be something that they know quite a bit about the person who owned it. Pay attention to what you notice as you hold the object and tune into the energy it holds. If you have trouble getting started, it can help to pretend you're making up a story about the object and just write that down or record it. If it's easier, it can be really hard to hold an object and write. So you might want to turn on a recorder and just record what you get and you can write that down later. Then ask your friend if they can validate the information you've shared. Tell them have have them tell you what you got right, what wasn't quite right, and how maybe you were really close with things. Because it's through that that constructive feedback that you gain insight into how you might be thrown off by an insight you're given. You might be amazed at what you can learn. You can also practice this exercise with a photograph. Um, ask a friend for a photograph to practice reading and tuning into. I like to hold the photograph in my hand and I put my other hand on top of it and then tune into it. Sometimes I like to hold it and look at the photograph. Make sure, again, it's a photograph of someone that they know well enough to help you validate your impressions. This is really fascinating. You might be good at it, really good at it, and not even know. The next one is practice visualization and tune into future events. This is one of my favorite ways to train my students' intuition. Most people who try this are amazed at certain intuitive messages they receive by tuning into simple everyday activities. You can ask your intuition to help you with practical things, like when you have a decision to make, 
Go with how you feel rather than what your mind is telling you. That can be scary at first. So don't make it something too important until you feel very confident with it. When you're in the store checkout, choose a line to stand in that feels like it will be quicker rather than how it looks. I did this two weekends ago when I had to be in Mexico and two days in a row I had to stand in a long line and eventually they let you into this section where you divide into two lines to go through customs. And I was doing this and both times I got through faster. So, you know, you can you can just kind of do these things when you've got to wait in a line anyway. Um, you can do the same thing with finding a parking space or finding an easy route home. I feel like if I go down this row, I'm going to find a parking place. When, I, when you drive to your office in the morning, try to visualize what cars are going to be there and where they will be parked. Let's say you do this and in your mind you see an image of the White House. When you arrive at work, there's a white Lexus parked out front with a vanity license plate that says Prez. Messages from your intuition might not be literally what you think they are. It's a represent, often a representation or symbolic of something. So that's a great exercise to work into your daily life because the more practice you give it, the faster you'll trust your intuition. Next is telepathy with a friend. Having a friend to practice and share your intuitive journey with is fun and validating. If you can find someone willing to practice, you might notice that your intuitive abilities actually are amplified. This is especially true when your energy is in sync with this person. Make sure you find a partner who's not going to judge you or make you feel self-conscious because that's not going to help things. Sit facing one another and take turns sending a thought back and forth to each other. You might choose, sorry, you might choose a category like a number, a color, or a memory. And you might like using that because there's an infant number of possibilities with memory and symbols. Keeping it really open lets your conscious mind move aside and resist trying to figure out the answer if you, like me, have an analytical mind. If you're comfortable with it, you might try holding hands with them to amp things up. Hold your hands out in front of you and have them place their hands on top of yours. The sender should bring to mind a thought and imagine projecting it to the recipient. What to do with your test results from these tests I've mentioned? The results of testing your intuition can vary based on how attached you are to a specific outcome. And remember that no matter what your results, you are intuitive. Every person is. And you can improve your natural intuitive abilities through practice. If you've tried any of the tests above and kept track over time, you may start to get a sense of how your intuition is developing. All that matters is that you come to a place of trust with the intuitive hits you get. It's not about how fast it happens or proving it to someone else. If your intuition is, is currently testing low, then it's likely your mind is getting involved, that analytical, logical mind when you tune in. So practice taking a little more time to breathe and clear your mind and energy before tuning in and then try the tests again. It's also important to practice when you're not feeling tied to a specific outcome. Try lowering the stakes. Give yourself a break. If you find yourself getting discouraged, take a break and do something to restore your energy. Go outside in nature. Listen to music. Spend some quiet time journaling. Something you enjoy that makes you feel nourished. 
Having a busy mind does not mean you are not intuitive. It's likely that you are struggling to connect towards inward because of distractions. Practice grounding in your own energy and have compassion for yourself. It's okay if it takes a while. It's likely to take a while. I moved my office from the the business I had in Sedona to my home specifically to reduce distractions. I can control my environment much better. And this is critical because distractions make it difficult to get intuitive hits. It makes it difficult to connect with angels and spirits. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If you got intermediate results on the test, then celebrate your wins. Keep a record of your strong, intuitive impressions and refer to that when you question your abilities. You are doing well. Keep practicing and building on that success. Focus on trusting yourself more. Learn about intuitive development while remembering you are the greatest guide and authority over yourself and your abilities. Don't let yourself get discouraged. While some people are born with incredible intuition, most have to work at it and it takes time. If you tested high on these intuitive tests, it might feel like you've a superpower and it's because it is. Remember that intuition is not about knowing things or getting it right all the time. Intuition is about living a life that's grounded in your truth and authenticity. You might be feeling like you want to share your abilities with others or meet other people who are developing their intuition. You might want to check out local holistic centers or join a practice group that focuses on intuition. When you're paying attention to your abilities, you can notice that other people with the same interests or abilities start to come into your life. Why you should trust your intuition? Why is it so important? There are many reasons why you should trust your intuition. For one, it can help you make better decisions. Studies have shown that people who trust their inner knowing are more likely to make choices that align with their goals and values. Intuition can also guide you to new insights and perspectives. When listening to your inner voice, you open yourself up to new possibilities. You may find that intuition leads to solutions you would never have thought on your own. I like to guide my clients to a point where they can trust their own intuition most of the time. They only need me when they are so overwhelmed or ill that they can't get intuitive information or it's it's muted. Lastly, trusting your intuition can help you lead a happier and more fulfilling life. When you make decisions based on what is true for you instead of what others think you should do, you are more likely to be pleased with the results. So the next time you have a hunch about something, listen to it, test it out, and see where it takes you. I hope this has been really helpful for you today. If you want to hear more, I'll be continuing this on my Patreon page, also called The Angel Room. And the topic is Signs or Intuition is on point. And that's free to anybody. You don't have to be a subscriber, paying subscriber to enjoy the extension. So visit me over there. And next Sunday's topic is Origins of the Pyramid. Another thing I'll tell you I'm going to be doing on um, in the show description here, you'll see books you might find helpful for developing intuition. Not all of them, not all the great ones by any means, but some I think you'll like. Thank you so much for joining me. In the meantime, may your angels surround you. May they may they surround you and just embrace you in love every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week. Oh.
Angel Room with Ivory Lanoue. Tune in next Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode.